0: Hey, you amazing person, you. Welcome back to another episode of Woman Behind the Lens. This podcast is dedicated to inspiring, empowering, and educating the woman God has called to get behind the lens and boldly produce stories that will impact the world. Think of it this way. God has already greenlit your movie. So, think of me as your producing partner helping you get the job done. I'm your host, award-winning actress, filmmaker, and community advocate, DJ Renuka Henry, I'm so glad you're here. Let's start the show. Hey, my name is Deja and welcome to another episode of Woman Behind the Lens. Today I want to start a four-part series around the topic of the type of films that I do. So I'm an actress, a filmmaker, and I run a production company and I specifically do work in social impact entertainment. There are many types of filmmakers. You can do documentary work, short work, feature work, and different genres like comedy, drama, action, sci-fi, horror, horror action. But I really uh, love doing every genre, but a specific type of filmmaking is social impact entertainment. So I really want to dive into what that is because I have been researching this for years, and to really kind of understand and, and kind of grasp what it is, uh, But I, and I want to share that with you guys to see if maybe this is an area of filmmaking that you think that you might really like. So the idea of impact with your art has been around forever. I think artists have always wanted to make an impact with their art, but when it comes to film, it's a little bit more recent. We've always had, you know, documentaries that kind of give you information around an issue, and it's really great for stirring you up and uh, helping you be informed and want to take action on an issue, but when it comes to narrative work, that's a little bit newer. Now, you have seen social impact entertainment, probably, if you've watched anything by participant media. They produced film called The Help. They produced Wonder they produced Rola, they produced Green Book, they produced Just Mercy with Michael B. Jordan, which is one of my favorite movies that they've done. And those are narrative pieces of work that also have a social impact component. That's the part I feel really passionate about, and that's creating narrative work. Narrative work is telling story. It's scripted work. It's bringing you into the world of the character and helping you go on the journey with that character. And some people say that's even more impactful because the audience can really connect with the actor. They can really dive into whatever that character is going through into that world and consequently into that issue. So I wanna dive into this because social impact entertainment is really broad and it's really kind of cool once you get into understanding how it works And how you can use it for your films or if you want to start producing films that make a difference in the world. So let's start a little bit about the history of social impact entertainment. I'm going to look down at my notes. So it has the roots in the work of building upon the work of someone named Albert Bandura. And he utilized social cognitive theory and the work of producer, writer, researcher, and theorist. Miguel Sabido. And he was a contemporary of Bandura, who pioneered large-scale television shows that used role modeling as entertainment with a proven social benefit, which would be later known as education entertainment. And we all know about education entertainment, but this person, Miguel Sabido from Mexico, really pioneered this idea of using entertainment to to impact people. And he created a series of telenovelas in Mexico that actually really impacted the population. After one of his telenovelas, a lot of the population enrolled in education for adults. After another one of his telenovelas, um, there was uh, more people going to get educated about Planned Parenthood and things like that. So it did affect the communities. So that's something that's kind of been built upon over the years. So the most comprehensive view of the field of social impact entertainment is a report called The State of SIE, which you can Google that. It was published in March of twenty nineteen by the School Center for SIE or social impact entertainment. And it features sections as what is social impact entertainment, applications in narrative film, documentary film, theater television, and emerging forms. So I'll put the link for that in the notes. It's a very long, comprehensive report, but it, if you, if you really like this and you want to figure out how you can make an impact with your film, it's kind of cool to browse through and kind of see how different films created ways of getting, you know, to make impact and change the world and change policies. It's really powerful. So, To describe what exactly social impact entertainment is, I'm going to use three different kind of adjectives. The first one is it's a type of entertainment. It's a type of entertainment that values high quality entertainment and intends to make an impact. So I really enjoy making narrative work and exploring ways that narrative work can make an impact. And of course, I mentioned before participant media and some of the films that they've produced and that you might have seen and if you haven't checked any of them out i highly recommend you do especially just mercy sorry michael b jordan which talks about a lawyer that had brian stevenson who has really uh Created impact in his own right. The second thing social impact entertainment is it's a tool for change. It's created by people who really believe that stories can be an agent for change. It's used by filmmakers, producers, and change makers, and anybody who really believes that movies, films, storytelling can make an impact and make a difference. And people who specifically have a connection to an audience or a group of people or an organization that would really benefit from hearing this story. And the third thing that social impact entertainment is, it's kind of a place. It's this place where filmmakers sit in the middle of entertainment, social justice work, and philanthropy. So... I think it's a pretty great place to be sitting. Next, I want to talk to you about how I got involved with social impact entertainment. So now I want to tell you how I got involved with social impact entertainment. And it really goes back to my background, my family values, my core values, and my love for movies and my love for wellness, wellness of people and communities and society. So one of the first things that I created that I discovered that could make an impact was a play called A Song for Peace. For the past 17 years, I've been volunteering with my mother-in-law with her mission. It's an urban farm that teaches at-risk children leadership skills with STEAM training. And it is so awesome and so wonderful. And it really has been so great to see the kids grow and develop and have their own children and they'll probably be coming to the center and I feel really old. While I was helping out with that film, we had something terrible happen. One of the young men was killed by a stray bullet and the other children, they really wanted to do a play or something to honor him and to honor his memory. And he was only, he was only 13 or 14 at the time So I had just graduated from college, and I had my degree in theater and a degree in kinesiology, which is a health science degree. And I was working at a hospital as a wellness coach, but I was also part of their business improv theater group. And so I ended up telling my vice president of the nonprofit arm of the hospital about it, and they sponsored this play I wrote called A Song for Peace. And that play ran from 2006 to 2010, and I mean, we kept doing it because people kept asking for it. And it was basically an anti-gun violence film uh, play. And I actually brought in the child soldier issues from Ethiopia because my mother lost from Ethiopia. And I thought, you know, kids are dealing with gun violence on different levels and different places, and I wanted to bring that together. And so we did that play, and we had. So I produced the play and we had hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of people come and watch the play in the city. We had the mayor come, we had the news cover us, we were able to start conversations, we were able to do a lot of things. And during the time also, um, it it really just kept coming back because I live in Indianapolis and every summer we had this increase in gun violence. And during one of the summers that we did the play, one of the young men, his sister, was also killed. And we were able to come around him and encourage him and help him to kind of walk through it. And he was able to do the play as a way to kind of um, have a voice in the issue. So from there, I continued to do more things. I did a one-woman show called Sweatpants and High Heels, which was just about being a mom and pursuing your dreams. And I had young kids at the time, and I really felt like a lot of moms were trying to pursue their dream, but deal with being a mother. And this was, you know, oh gosh, 2000, this is 15 years ago, before everything that was going on right now with Pinterest, you know, YouTube, Instagram, like a lot of mom life is out there, mom life, business life. But this was before anyone. So I was like, I wanted to connect with other moms. And so when I did that play, I was able to have conversations with people in the audience. I had husbands come up to me with tears in their eyes. Like, I didn't know my wife was going through all of that. And man, it was just such a great experience. And that's when I was like, man, I really love this part when the art hits and starts a conversation and gets someone feeling something. It's when it starts a conversation, when it really impacts somebody's life. After that, I started getting more into creating short films. So. Um, I'll just pick a few. Like I did a film called I did a film called Love Jordan, which was about youth mental health and suicide ideation. And doing that film, we're starting conversations. When we premiered the film, we had a panel discussion. We had a faith leader, our mayor, we had several mental health professionals, we had our students um, talk about the film and their experience, and we were able to create a guide that went along with the film do different things. And it's really a tool. It's a tool for other mental health professionals to use or anybody that wants to start a conversation. And you guys can use it too. Another film that I did was a film called Breathe, And that was, again, another anti-gun violence film that I did. And through that film, we were able to have national conversations on gun violence and really kind of get in the room with, with other practitioners that were really working in the field you know, working on the ground and trying to work with youth. And so that was another great experience. During that time, I joined AmeriCorps and I served two terms with AmeriCorps. During that time, I joined AmeriCorps and I served two terms with AmeriCorps. And I went and really asking this question, how can art make an impact? And so during my time there, I really started to dive into that question And I know we can hypothesize why art makes an impact, but I wanted to know for myself. I wanted to see it for myself. I wanted to know and know it in my heart because I felt like this was the direction I wanted to go. And I wanted to know if I'm going in this direction, then it better work. So producing a film like Love Jordan and Breathe while I was serving AmeriCorps and being able to utilize my gifts and talents as a filmmaker in AmeriCorps, it really I don't know, it just really uh, helped me to kind of solidify that this is something I can do, this is something that works, and this is something I want to pursue and keep learning about. And right now, I have entered a master's program called Social Practice Art. Now, I hope I can make it because I feel like quitting all the time. So how do you know if this type of filmmaking is for you? You are someone who wants to do something about the justices around you you believe that high quality entertainment will inspire people to action. You believe that stories can create the conditions for change and you're kind of optimistic about change happening. And I want to add this thing about social impact entertainment. Most of the time as filmmakers, we're not really the the expert expert in the field. There's people that have been in the field, they've been researching it, they've been working in it. We're not the expert. So we really want to approach this in a humble way, understanding that Our film is a tool to shine light on an issue and really to help advance the work of the people that are the experts that are on the field, that are, you know, out there day to day uh, doing that footwork for change. And we are actually really supporting that change through our art. However, you may be expert on an issue and you want to make your own film around a topic that you feel passionate about and that you know a lot about and that's great too so now you might be wondering exactly how does film make change what are the actual ways that this is happening this question of course as i mentioned had plagued me for years so in the next episode we'll be talking about five ways that film actually step-by-step creates change i'll talk to you then I want to thank you guys for taking the time to listen to the podcast today. I hope that you learned something and that you were encouraged. If you want to learn more about how you can work with me or learn more about my production company, Blue House Entertainment, you can go to thebluehouse.co. That's thebluehouse.co. Thanks, guys, and I'll see you on the red carpet. Woman Behind the Lens is brought to you by Blue House Entertainment, is a social impact entertainment company dedicated to telling diverse stories that facilitate heart-changing conversation to elevate our culture to a more equitable, inclusive, and empathetic society.